Speaking of the other thing we've been skipping other than the opening, Rob, is you haven't been doing the gong recently either. Just saying. Oh, oh no. That's, uh, well, so where is the gong? Now, none wow. of this, of course, can be on here. Russell recently sent a text message saying, do not publish the parts before your introduction. Okay. Which All I appreciate. Great jokes. Which I do appreciate. Because it is true. It did, at one point, it got to like seven minutes and I was going, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit much, I think, even for us. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. Guys, it's on the podcast. You know what it is. You selected it. Unless you're listening on a Samsung phone, then you might somehow be getting this accidentally. Okay. And my advice is download other episodes, please. I cannot tell you how much of my self-worth is wrapped up in this. Uh, We are all the way up to album 172. And from 1970, it's the fifth and final album by Simon and Garfunkel. It's Bridge Over Troubled Water. I mean, guys, this is such a symbolic albums. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, they did, he did the the, the Rob, the, the, uh, Robin the Garfunkels. That? Yeah, Robin the Garfunkels, they did. I Hate Mondays. That was with Simon and Garfield. That was a different album. <laughs> that was a, I'm trying to think of another Gar person. John's out there trying to get dates. Those yeah. Sending Nervil to, Nervil goes to yeah, Have Dabby, you guys seen there. The World According to Garp? Yep. Oh, yeah. Where he does, uh, isn't that the guy on his knees, the Tim Conway stuff? No, that's Dorf. You're thinking of Dorf. I'll tell you what. This is a classic Garp-Dorf mix-up. Okay? I've seen it a thousand times. What's it called when you put all like the the peanuts and the uh, M&Ms into a snack? What's that called? Gorp. That's called That's Gorp. Gorp. Okay, that's about (laughs) it. Now, Russell, who was the guy on Star Trek who had uh, had the ridge on his head? No, I think you're talking about the three and D defender from the Oklahoma City Thunder, Lou Dort. Lou Dort. Oh, Dort. The Dort. Guy, yeah, he's a baller, man. I'll tell. I think I was thinking about that guy from Star Trek who had the ridge on his head. Remember? Never seen Star Trek. Not one episode. <laughs> not me neither. <laughs> me neither. What the fuck? His name was Worf. That was going to be a great joke, and you guys blew it because we were going to say, "Oh, this is." The- hey, I'm having Gorp with. I'm having Gorp with Lou Dort. Dorf, Rob Worf, Garfunkel, Rob, Rob Garfield Worf somehow. Rob Worf, it kind of off rolls right off start. the tongue. Rob Worf, we can't say that. It's so close to my real last name, <laughs> Stud. All right, guys, you know, A Bridge Over Troubled Water. This is What we're looking at here is really an album of a, a group that made beautiful, beautiful art. And yet this title of this, you know, it's their relationship is the troubled water. This, this album was the bridge over it. And it just is like sometimes... When you're really having trouble and you're just about to stop, that's when you make the most beautiful art. So, guys, I think we're going to keep going for a long time. We're set. No fear for me. <laughs> no great art okay? yet. We're, we're going to be okay. Yet. Hasn't happened. All right. Uh, let's get, I don't even care anymore. Let's turn on the radio. I, I'm not <laughs> even coming up with bits anymore. Okay. Let's turn on, let's turn over to GORP, GORP, it's the old GORP station. Uh, and let's listen in Eat your and GORP, see. Listen to your GORP. That's that's the guy that invented the internet. Let's let's see what's on the radio, and it has nothing to do with the fact that Aaron said, "Oh, I'm going to be on so early tonight." He gets on, 
and then takes a phone call for five minutes. Okay, yeah, this song has nothing plumber. to do with that. I know. Hey, I hey, he said, "Hey, I, I don't want to get anybody a chub, yeah. but I'll be on before ten o'clock." No, I was ten o five. We're starting at ten o five. Aaron, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me, Aaron. I'm trying to play my song. Okay, don't so go all dwarf on me. I can barely see you on your knees. My water heater went out. Aaron's on his knees. Please. Aaron has shoes on his knees and he's podcasting just like Dorf. Okay. Whereas I am more like Worf. Okay. Because he was actually a cool guy on the show. Are you drinking eggnog too, Aaron? I'm I'm having an eggnog. Oh, you're having an eggnog? (laughs) Yeah, I got some Hennessy in there. It's the perfect. I've got to go to the bathroom after you're good. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to turn on the radio and go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. You know, some of us don't have basements. Oh, yeah. Aaron says, would you look at the time? For him, late's a quarter to nine. It's four times old. His kid goes to sleep at midnight for me. Don't understand <laughs> how hard it is to record in New York. I respect you, Rob. Oh, thank you. My kids are close by. I record right outside their door. Well, I talk about dirty stuff. I can hear them both snore. Just imagine your dad had a podcast and. Fridays at 10, well, he talked with his friends about eating ass. Oh, it's hard to record in New York. When you want to hear about the greatest. I mean, that really does put it in perspective, right? But Are we the number one ass-eating podcast? No, we're not even close. There's going to be way better ass-eating podcasts. Aaron, you hear Rip Rap on the, on the roof. What do you do? You get up, you throw back the sash. It's that magical day you go out and you find your dad doing a podcast where he's talking about eating ass. It would be the all-time disappointment ever. Every Rob, what would you have thought if you would have if you would have overheard your dad having that type of conversation like back in the oh. back in the mid 80s? We would have done high five, two high fives, two hands, high 10, high 20. Okay. We would be like, yeah. And then we go like this. High 10, and then our handshake is we go high 10, and then we go like this, because we know we're talking about <laughs> diving on that back muff. All right, that part's getting edited the, out. And then pointing Whoa. up at the uh, the disco ball. Oh, no. Yep. Not, that part's disco actually not funny. Diving on the back muff. <laughs> if you don't think this is going to be the diving on the back muff episode, you don't know us very well. Oh my so God. for any so anybody who's a new listener, see you later. Good to see you. Goodbye. Uh, I've got three guys here. Okay, and we are talking about this. Beck did it better. We're talking about Simon and Garfunkel, Bridge Over Trouble Lodger. I got three guys here who recently tried to order the El Condor Pasa special at El Cantina de Mexico down the street. Okay, they thought it was a dish. I mean, come on, sounds great. <sighs> oh boy, for oh boy, I'm in trouble. I El Condor uh, Pasa. <laughs> Uh, El Condor Pasa. Yes. Uh, could I have the, uh, oh yeah, I'll have the condo, California Condor egg, please. Spanish for the Condor Pasa. I like my eggs uh, over easy and endangered. Give me that California Condor egg. Is it probably not as big as an ostrich egg, right? Pretty big though, I bet. I bet a Condor egg is pretty big and I bet you it's pretty like delicious. Wicked omelet out of that. Yeah. Oh God. It'd be so good. Uh, I got Matt in uh, Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Oh, Rob, I'm down on my knees. 
I'm begging you, please, to make sure this podcast doesn't go more than an hour and a half. I got Russell <laughs> in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing tonight? Robbie, this podcast is breaking my heart. Our lack of voicemails is shaking my confidence. Oh, Robbie, just like Matt, I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you, please, to oh. call this episode Rolling Coming Home. Wow, everybody's, everybody's on their knees tonight. I'm, I mean, I'm playing Dorf. These guys are on their knees begging you. It's They're on their knees. Is everyone's Cecilia, on their knees. Is Cecilia about Dorf? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Dorf? On, now, picture this. Dorf you got Simon. Uncle. He's playing the guitar. You got Garfunkel. God only knows what he's doing. I mean, imagine Dorf walking out to this. It's already a better song, right? More Dorf. Okay? Less Worf. You guys don't even know who that is. Uh, and I've got Aaron. How, how how weird would it be if we were in Vegas and recording and one of our buddies came in and, and we were all down on our knees begging you please to come <laughs> home, Rob? <laughs> I The idea of like somebody at home being like, please come home. We need you so bad, Rob. That is so laughable to me. Like I could easily miss, go, be gone from this place for four days. I don't think anyone would notice. No? All right. As long as you order yeah, dinner, they, right? They, my, I think my wife would just sleep better. She'd be like, yeah, I was wondering why you weren't waking me up four nights coming into bed, putting on your headphone, elaborate headphone setup you have to sleep with. Listen, I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, normally I make a joke here, okay? But you uh, texted me ahead of time and said you wanted to say a nice little eulogy for uh, Henry Kissinger, one of, your, one of your heroes. I see you got the shirt on right now. Aaron, what do you have to say about Henry Kissinger? Sail on, silver girl. Okay, Aaron, that was a bomb. I'm going to go with my backup idea. Stop for a second. Okay, I'm going to edit all that out. Here we go. Ready? Okay, you did not do a good enough job with that. So now it's down to my backup idea. What the fuck am I going to do with that? I've got Aaron out in California. Well, you could do a Henry Kissinger impression. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm I'm carpet bombing heaven. I'm carpet bombing up in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, Aaron. It's me, Henry Kissinger. All right, that's a bomb, so that's all getting taken out. Now, Aaron, I've got Aaron out in California. Now, Aaron, I was recently talking to Aaron about the artist, the the singing artist, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. And Aaron's like, oh, that's so weird. That's what an Italian long jump coach would say. (laughs) Hey, Dua Lipa. Sail on, silver girl. (laughs) Let's talk about Simon and Garfunkel. Ah, mama mia, just do a leapa. Aaron's not even playing along. He's just like moving along. <laughs> I mean, Rob's got to get his joke in. It's like he did two of them tonight. One was good. The other one was oh. also a joke. Oh, no, the princess is in another castle. I need to do one more leapas. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm supposed to respond in these moments. I, I, I can't. I mean, uh, I was trying to think of something about Chef Boyardee, but he's uh, the only other Italian person I know. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the voicemail. Yeah, I've got a question for you guys. Um, if you take a hundred kids that are eleven years old from each state and they go to war, okay, I'm gonna stop you right here. Okay, very, we, that's very. I, I don't we think this is a about episode sixteen. <laughs> is that <what> <laughs> That's very. All right, let's see. Let's see. Well, whoever this is, when they call, their business that they work for is a registered Google number. So I saw (laughs) who they work for, and I know they're calling from work. Okay, they're calling from their work. Their work. They are calling the backline from a work phone. So I guess work work smarter, not harder. Be fair. I didn't know Barry from Burnsville had a job. (laughs) Or in a battle royal type battle. 
which <laughs> state would win and which state would lose. Can you guys please each give your winner and loser? Um, I've got a group of friends that are having a huge discussion about this, and we're wondering if you guys could weigh in because we think you guys would have some pretty good insight on this. This is not Russ. Oh, it's not Russ. Not That's Russ. good. That I like that tag. Thanks again to not Russ for calling. Need to do that. Now, listen, we've got a. So here's a theoretical question. We've got a hundred kids. Yeah. From the state. Now, are we going to say these hundred kids are randomly picked or they are the best of the best fighters? I think it's got to be random. It's got to be random. Okay. So we random. have random okay, kids. Random. Oh, okay. Yep. A random 11 year olds, and they're going to fight 111 year olds from every other state. Which state is going to win this battle royale? Which state is going to lose? All right. Does anybody have any idea what the answer I'll, I'll, could be? I'll take, a, I'll take a crack. I'm going to go Montana. I think Montana wins. I think you're taking. Some country kids that were are out working on a ranch. I think a high percentage of them are going to be just like tough kids. Where if they get they get injured, they rub some dirt on it and they get up and they mm -hmm. go build another fence for their cattle. I, I'm going to go Montana takes the win. I think a loser would be probably the state of Iowa because I would simply say, oh. "Hey, what's that over there?" They would turn and look very slowly. They'd look very slowly and boom, those 11 year olds. This might get uh, Aaron off the podcast. Would, would get smoked. <laughs> the the footsteps. No, right? so this it. has been like, it's so funny. I lived for 18 years. Like, I didn't know that making fun of other states was a thing. I literally, you guys, I did not know that. Totally foreign to me. I did not know my entire life. I moved to Minnesota and it's all you guys think about. It's like Rob thinking about me, thinking about feet. It's all you care about is making fun of other states that are so similar to yours. It's almost as though yeah, it's like a little too on the nose, maybe. It's it's very strange. I never knew that this was a thing. 18 years of my life, never knew that making fun of other states was a thing people did. And actually, no one else from any other state I've ever met does that. You guys are the only ones. It's we don't make bizarre. fun of people from Iowa and Wisconsin. We feel bad yes, for them. Okay, we feel bad do. for we them because they're so far all. below us in almost every he, regard. He, he pities you. We don't you. think about you at all. It's so weird. Hey, yeah. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Do you know why Southeast Minnesota is so windy? Why is that? Because Iowa blows and Wisconsin sucks. Oh, that's oh. Eric, right? That's like, this is crazy. Like, this is like, you guys, these well, are like your bedtime stories. Like, we, Did you hear what you get in Iowa if you fail your driver's test five times? A blue license plate. Now, that joke's not funny anymore, okay? But in 1991, that made me crush, okay? That's for you license plate heads out there who love talking about license plates. It's crazy Aaron, what do you think? this was like a legitimately interesting phone call. Russell made a legitimately interesting response, and then you went to the lowest common denominator Iowa joke. Like, why would you do Rob that? Is a, Rob is a New Yorker, Aaron, actually. So he's, yeah. he's technically a New Yorker making fun of your state. You're playing yourself. I can tell you, New York kids would not beat anybody else. At least the kids I'm dealing with, like, they would not. These are the softest kids who all think they're going to the NBA. I mean, you've never seen so many short kids thinking they're going to the NBA as where I'm teaching right now. It's crazy. And then they play against other short kids who also think they're going to the NBA. So everybody is just reinforced until, like, I don't know, they go outside, like, immediately realize they're going to get destroyed. Like, I don't know. Uh, uh, Aaron, who do you think wins? I had a similar thought as Russell, it was a Western sparsely populated state, but I was thinking Alaska. I was thinking that Alaska would also be kids who are out there like catching fish with their bare hands and wrestling bears. So I'm going to go with Alaska. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I think that's uh, I think that's probably what they're doing up in Alaska all the time. They're not like yeah. every other kid just on an Xbox or whatever, <laughs> or, a, or maybe like... a 43 year old man. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Russell, who do you think is going to, Oh, you said Russell, but Matt, who do you think is going to win? 
I, I was trying to go a little bit different on that. I'm going to go with Illinois. Ooh, let me just oh, really? hear me Clever. out. Okay. okay. So Illinois has got enough farm country where they got some farmers. Right. And they've got, I think, the number one like murder rate in Chicago and all okay. of the country. And so okay. like if you're gonna grab a hundred random cities. kids, it's actually not, you know, like yeah. I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab some of those kids out of Chicago, and I think any Alaska kid is smoked. So yeah. I'm gonna go with like <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a clever thought. I've gotta go. Probably Minnesota because it's the best state and everybody there is just the best. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you're there when you were 11. All right. So I'm going to go Minnesota. I, I don't know who's going to lose that fight. I got to say, I, I honestly think it might be New York City. Just, just Lily Soft. That's what I think. I don't know. You know I mean, you, you might be right, Rob. If, if you think about, but if you think about New York, it has the huge population, but like you mm-hmm. don't ever hear about like a middle linebacker who came out of New York high school football. No, right. No, no, nobody ever does because there's no football fields. Okay. Oh, right. Russell, Russell, these people are impressed by a, a park. The, you're okay? in the you're middle of the city. People, that, these people. Yeah, he rips I, Iowa, I, then he called, refers to people as these people. <laughs> yeah, right? Such a superiority complex, this guy. Yes. I was also thinking like a state like Rhode Island, maybe, or something. There's like somewhere where it's like, eh, it's, you know, probably nice. And, you know, there's like a few people who live there. I think Florida, Florida would have to do well. Right? Like, who knows? You get a kid and he's like, oh, yeah, you want me to bring my own crossbow or what? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think that I think that's a good choice. I, or maybe Minnesota, because, Matt, I know we get your kids out there with some cardboard stuff. They, they're unstoppable. We'll make it happen. Hey, we know yep. they already kicked your ass once. I think that's I think that's yep. a good way to go. That's true. Very true. I, 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 I'm going to go Iowa. For, for all I yes. know, all the good Iowa wrestlers come up to Minnesota to wrestle at Minnesota schools. So I'm going to say Iowa. No. They suck at wrestling. They come and they, they leave. I believe, Matt, they blow and suck at wrestling in Iowa. So oh. I'm going to say all the, all the tough Iowa kids go elsewhere. They move out of the state. Uh, you guys. There you go. Trying Dorf to wind me up. Trying to wind me up. Is that something? It's time to see what everybody's up to. My it's wife just came in. Rolling. Okay. She came in and she was talking to me while I was talking to you guys. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I am, you know, I'm podcasting right now. Okay. This is my life. All right. I put so much time into this. And then I took up my headphone. She was like, do you want Girl Scout cookies? And I was like, this is, this is the greatest. <laughs> Damn right. I do. I love you so much. <laughs> she gets, she completes you. You complete me. I love you so much. I hope I die first. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm not worried about that. I was like, what? Uh, now, you're just Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> like, I, Okay, you want to guess what kind of cookie she's going to bring me? You guys guess right now. What kind of Girl Scout cookies? The gross peanut butter ones. Dosey dose. Wait, those Dose. are good. The tagalongs are good, Russell. Shut up. They are good. Okay. Guys, I'm going to say Junior Mint because she knows what I love. Okay, but I hope the plastic's on there because I don't want the calories. So I practice safe <laughs> sex with, with those Junior Mints. I keep them in the plastic. I get them like four or five times. Just all. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. Rolling going. How's it going with oh you? Oh my god. Uh, good, Rob. I need you to pull up a song for me. All right. Yes. Remember the rule too. Uh, this runs through Matt's rolling going now. Yeah. Don't don't shut it off, Rob. I don't shut it off. Listen, you guys haven't heard the last episode. I did a good job of that. You did a little good job. Uh, what is my song? I left my wallet in El Segundo. So this is a. I've, I've been really getting into Tribe Called Quest because I'm needing to try to find what my you know outside of Outcast. What's my hip hop? Avenue, I guess, and I think it's I think it's a tribe called Quest. That's so. a good choice. 
Yeah. I don't know. So this is a song that was on. Let's see if we can. Oh, man. Literally, it's just, I mean, it, it might as well be like a night with us, like in Vegas, where he's just, he just explains that he took. <laughs> he just, they went and they went and got some tacos and hit on some chicks and he left his wallet. So he's got to go back and get it. So I don't know. I like it. But is there anything um, worse? Is there anything worse that when you leave your wallet somewhere, like the feeling you get of just like the pit in your stomach when you realize all the stuff you're going to have to do when you've left your wallet somewhere? You, you know what I've realized is there are people that live like with a different mindset than I do oh, that oh. must be much happier. Like I'll know people that will like lose a credit card lose their wallet, lose a phone, and they kind of just go about their day like it doesn't bother them, it would wreck, like, my month. If I lost a credit card tonight, I, it freaks me out. I am constantly, like, checking wallets to make oh. sure I don't leave anything Can't anywhere. I could, go, not, right. like, and I, I could not get over it, but some people can kind of just go with the flow. I really envy them. The, the worst part about losing a credit card is the bank calls you, and they're like, we need to verify if these purchases are yours. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, $20 at Taco Bell. Yes, that was me. <laughs> Who spends $20 at Taco Bell? <laughs> and then they're like, no, there were two duplicate orders of Taco Bell at different times. You're like, yes, those were both me. Yes. I heard the exact same thing both times. $13 at Dairy Queen. $14 at Dairy Queen. That was for my kid. We had to get something different for her because she she doesn't like tacos. Eight fifty at Orange Julius. I didn't even think those existed anymore. Like, And you have to just be like, yes, yes. And then it's like. The, the last time my credit card got stolen a couple weeks ago, they were like, and they bought $30 at Health Food. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. That's not me. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. $149 life-size sex doll. All Let's, folks, <laughs> the Girl Scout cookies are here. We've got see this spread. The Thin Mints. Ugh. We've yes. got the coconut. Samoas. Oh, those yes. are the best. Those Don't are the say it, guys. Those Don't say what they are. Come on. Wait, We've got the dosi dos. Yes. We've got the tag-alongs. Ooh, they're good, too. So this is like, I mean, look at this. This is like a charcuterie board of Girl Scout cookies. Full spread. Oh, We've got beautiful. this one, which is like peanut butter inside now. Oh, I haven't seen that. And then I've got the, uh, what are these now? These are like a sandwich ice cream. Damn, where'd you get all these? It's S'more. December. Where'd you get all these Girl Scout right, cookies? Hold on. No, Rob, don't eat any Don't eat any of them. I think, wait until Rosie's rolling going. And then just start, see if you can eat them all while Rosie's doing his rolling going. So then you're not going to interrupt him this week. Oh, boy. So then he can just uh, get I out whatever he's I don't even have that much to say. I'm not sure I can, I was going to yeah. chill this week. Now the pressure's on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, okay. So Jenny wants me to tell you. Jenny, Jenny. Hey, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> no, I was talking, I was talking to Aaron. <laughs> You know, it, no, it seriously bugs winking? me how you always tell me what to do. I'm sorry, I'm talking to Russ. This feels like this is my therapy. Uh, she bought. Oh my gosh. She bought the these from somebody who was selling them at work. What is your stance yes. on people selling Girl Scout cookies at work and cornering you on that? I, I double up and I buy. I buy yeah. whatever I normally would, and then I double it up because yes. probably for someone's kid. You know, they, they got you got to help them out. If you work with someone, you got to you got to you got to drop some money on them. My, my only question is, my only question is, isn't Girl Scout season like February and March? Okay, so, so I'm trying to holler at like what's going that's on? That's part of it. We are recording this December. Okay, Jenny just informed me that this order was given a year ago. Okay, I was going to say, and like, she showed me that cookies? the box, uh, it this, uh, uh, what do you call the date? The expiration, expiration date. date. The expiration date. <laughs> I just want to show you this. It's now, first of all, did Girl Scout cookies have expiration dates? That's news to me. 
Okay, that's crazy. Dwarf on Girl Scout cookies here. It's September 2023. It was oh. three months ago. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. In office today. Jenny ate him. She's fine. Oh, look, right. I've, I've, never, I've never seen Rob so in love. Look at this sweet moment we just witnessed. Yeah. Well, it's better that you bring me cookies than some of the fucking shit you make me do all day. Sorry, Matt, I was what talking else? to Matt. Matt, what else is rolling going on your wallet song here? Uh, well, I mean, the song's over now, so I enjoyed I guess the song. I might, does that mean I'm done? Yeah, no, it's a good song. No, the only other thing I had is that uh, the current, you, and I texted this, the current had a, they always do like a holiday weekend thing where they do, um, so I don't know, they have some sort of theme. And over Thanksgiving weekend, it was the 90s. So we had another awesome four days of the current, 89.3, the current in Minneapolis for anybody around the country who needs a great radio station. But then every day about 9.30, they do a, a thing called the, the coffee break. And it's some sort of weird theme around it. And they did the other day, they did um, the best, uh, greatest hits albums that by, by an artist, okay? So they okay. had like Bob Marley. Johnny Cash and stuff like that. And they played one song off of it. And of course, they went to Immaculate Collection by yep. Madonna. Yep. And the song they played, it just... I mean, it just I made me feel so good. They played Borderline by Madonna, which basically means that all of my campaigning for the last like four years, that the best Madonna song in the world is Borderline. It just came true. So, you know, independent, independent uh, of anything. If I have no influence on this, Borderline by Madonna nice. was chosen as the number one song off Immaculate Collection. And so I just think that's proof that Borderline is the best Madonna song there's ever been. Wow. I don't want to have a fight. For me, it's like a prayer, but I'm not going. But I'm, I'm not going to argue with this choice. It's a good choice. I, for me, I would love this song if it didn't have that baby piano in the beginning. I oh, I love that. This oh, oh, I love that. It sounds so much like a Whitney Houston album to me. It's like I just, so. Let's are you talking about this part or like that very first? No, the like very first, first part. Fifteen seconds. Very first okay. fifteen seconds. Now let me ask you this, guys. This is about taking her to the borderline. I, that's a myth, right? Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. Listen, if 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 I'm taking her to the borderline, I'm more like uh, ice. You know what I mean? I'm finding everybody turning across that border and being like, no, 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 get back there. You think, you think right. if you took her there, you'd get to see your lucky star or not? Oh, Russell. Maybe that's my favorite. That's my favorite Madonna song is the lucky star because it's got the nursery rhyme or what was it? Nursery rhyme or. Tall Tales or something. It's got a nursery rhyme about ghouls and goblins or whatever you say. Yes. <laughs> was it a fairy tale or a nursery rhyme? Hobgoblins. That's right. It's hobgoblins. Yeah, man. This is, you're, it's a good song, man. You're not wrong. I'm still going it's like good. a prayer, but I'm not going to start a fight. So. Yeah. All right. That's my rolling going. Uh, Rosie, rolling going. How's it going with you? His rolling going was mostly about Girl Scout cookies. What? So weird. <laughs> I took a... Uh, I did take a flight on Thanksgiving Day Ooh, and what? The uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah, bu- 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 flew. Oh, what the fuck? To Arizona. No, it's closed, uh, Aaron. Be quiet for a second. We oh. have to. My program is not stable. Hey, Matt, Matt, this is where we it's said we were going to mute out Rob and bring in Josh and me dying in the board. Right? Yep. Yep. All right. Wait, I thought he was taking my spot. These are the stories that I like Tell us about the trip you're on We're gonna hear about your Flight 
tonight. Flying tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, this reminds me. So Rob was talking about uh, some risky food safety behavior, uh, and I actually got to be honest, I engaged in some risky food safety behavior over the last <laughs> uh, couple of weeks. So the first one was just two nights ago. I noticed that all the hot sauce in my fridge was like near the bottom level. So I was like, I got to <laughs> like clean out the hot sauce. I got to do it some hot sauce cleanup. So I was like using... Did you just make a blend? Did you make a blend? No, I was just trying to eat this stuff. Because that's how like... they blend, you know, that's how they blend wine, right? They just take the bottom of all <laughs> yeah. the bottles and just that's put it That's what I've together. heard. <laughs> <laughs> I've we heard had, that. We had some people over the Monday before Thanksgiving and then things got like, it, we were hanging out for long enough that people were making their own rosé with the red and the white, but uh, that was not putting it into the bottle. But no, just a couple nights ago... Uh, I had been like throughout the week, like, oh, I got to use this apoteca. I got to use the scorpion. Like there's just like a little bit left. And then I had this. Um, so those are fine because they got preservatives in them. They're like bottles you buy at the grocery store. But then I had this other stuff, uh, this uh, shata, which is like a red pepper hot sauce that's made. What the, by how the fuck is this about Oakland. your flight? Why did I play that song? What's going yeah, on? I'm going to get there. I'm going to get back to it. What the risky hell? before Follow the flight. On. Yeah. He made a food choice he shouldn't have made before a flight. Oh, okay. Actually, no, this one's at, no, I'm I couldn't hear that part because my wife is running the blender as loud as she can apparently I'm about for the last to make 10 a minutes. Confession to Aaron's wife at gmail.com. Uh, but before, but after the flights, so now the, I'm going to jump around in time here. So you got to come with me. It's like Doc Brown and hey. the Warren. You got to jump up, jump up, and get down. <laughs> me following a non consecutive timeline right now, not difficult. <laughs> Easy for me in that space I'm in. No problem. As, as found that I was already lost with your story. I was like, hot sauce? What is it? So yeah, a couple of nights ago, so I, I'm trying to use up this hot sauce that was made by this restaurant in downtown Oakland. So like, it's not, it's definitely no preservative. It definitely should not have been in the fridge as long as it was. But I was like, oh, I'm going to use this up. Threw it all in a bunch of food. Took a bite. And I was like, that tastes like gasoline. And I was like, oh, well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but we made it 24 hours. It was fine. But on a similar vein. So now I'm going to get back to the flight. My son and I took a flight on Thanksgiving Day to Arizona to see my dad and my stepmom and my uh, their that's, uh, okay, that's grandson. Yeah, we took the flight on Thanksgiving Day, which was amazing. We flew Aaron, I can't edit. I can't edit with a song. These are the stories that I like. Tell us about the trip you're on. We're going to hear about your flight tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if Aaron goes on a five-minute rant about Worcestershire sauce, I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) I will not. I will say the flight was magical. We took the flight. The flight was at 2.30 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. So you get to the airport. It's quiet. Nothing's happening. We walked through all the stores, bought some treats. you You guys really want cheap tickets. Bad. Yeah. You want so, cheap but, tickets so bad. You're flying at 2.30 on Thanksgiving. God damn, marvelous. you want cheap tickets. Who Not was it? Was it like you and like one pilot who, I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Whole road to ourselves. Like they, we get on the plane. They say there's 75 empty seats on this plane. No problem. Wallace and me got our own oh, row. Wow. So here's, but here's the confession I have to make. I think we're fine now because it's, uh, it's been a full week since we got back. I bought some pretzel M&Ms. We ate the whole bag of pretzel M&M's. And then I realized when we got down to the bottom of the bag that there was like a, a little hole in the back of the bag. Like, I don't know when it happened, if it was something we did or if it was like that when I bought it. But it's definitely the kind of thing that if like my wife had been along, it would have been, she would have been very concerned. But there was the hole in it when you, before you ate it. We'd already eaten a bunch of M&M's at that point. So there was like, well, this bag was ripped. So I, I hope, but I think we're fine. I think we're fine, but I'm making that confession right now. Instead of having an M on it, this this candy has a K. It spells ketamine. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. 
That's not bad. I had this moment a, a few weeks ago, Aaron. I bought like a little bag of trail mix, right? And Gorp. it, I, and I got home and I was going to eat it. And I looked on the back and there was like a slit through the back of the bag. That's what this was. I didn't know yeah. what to do. I sat there for like a minute or two. Eventually I tossed it. What would you guys have done? Eaten it or pitched it? I would have tossed if I had seen it, but yeah. we were through the bag by the time I saw it. It was too late. You know, I avoid this by never, ever putting away groceries. I'm never in charge of putting away groceries. I have no idea what shape they're in when they get put away. I'm set. Don't worry about me, guys. But then the flight was marvelous. I, you know, Wallace is a angel on the flight. He gets his iPad out. He watches his movies. And then I, we were on Southwest had live TV that day. So I watched one quarter of the Cowboys game on the flight. Had a wild oh. turkey. It was great. Got to Arizona. My dad picked us up. We had a beautiful time. Hung out in the hot tub that night. Ordered some room service for Thanksgiving dinner, so it was all marvelous, oh, and we had a really nice good, Thanksgiving. Actually. Did everybody yeah. everybody shower off before they got in the hot tub? Um, no, we showered <laughs> after got, the hot they tub. Got, they got a lot of bathrooms by that hot tub there, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got plenty of bathrooms by the hot oh, tub. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Dad, I'm still tripping on that ketamine in the hot tub. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Don't say Aaron, that anymore. I got a question. Does your son, like, does he exhibit similar behavior on a flight that you do? Does, does he, like, recline his seat? Oh. No, no, oh. he just, he kind of, he still, just, he, I don't, re, wait, I don't recline my seat. Oh, you've said you recline. Oh, I do not. Oh, I was oh. going to say. No, I do not. No. I don't recline my seat. But no, he, he, he's in a habit of kicking the seat in front of him once in a while, yeah. but then he gets mm -hmm. like, he gets extra pissed if someone kicks the, his seat, right? Like he's that kind of, you mm -hmm. know, but, uh, no, he kind of curls up with his little iPad and then like, as soon as you can put the tray down, he gets the tray and then. Gets an apple juice, man. He's a professional flyer. He's so good. Can I tell you guys about my Thanksgiving? Okay, thanks for asking, by the way. Uh, listen, What's, I yeah, started to get going sick. How's it, how's it going with no, you? No, no, no. This is not my rolling going. This is still yours. <laughs> I got on Thursday morning, I woke up. This is not my okay? rolling going. It's yours. But I First got of all, I gotta tell you. we've got people coming over for Thanksgiving. We've got eight people total, okay, including a teenage boy and two teenage girls, okay? How much turkey would you buy for that? 12 total or eight with your family? How many total with your family? Eight total with my family. I would buy a 12 pounder. 12 pounder? What do you think, yeah. Matt? No, I have no idea. I, I, I never buy a turkey. My dad always does it. So I have no idea. Russ, what do you think? You know, I also don't buy the turkey, but it, it doesn't matter. Christ. No one has ever run out of turkey. You could buy like an eight, like the smallest one they have. And it's not going to, well, if it gets eaten, you, your, your people are fucked. There's something wrong with you guys. It was a seven pound turkey. It was so small. I took a picture of it next to my hand and sent it to Aaron and said, yeah, I am fucked. I'm not sure. Like, did that turkey have legs? It looked like just no. the breast. No, we don't eat dark meat. So we don't buy them with legs. We okay. Tell them so I didn't even like, you sent me that picture and I didn't want, it was, it was Thanksgiving. I didn't want to like overreact. But so this was not even, you don't eat dark meat? No. Gross. What's, what? what's the story there? No, it's gross. What? It's greasy. Dark meat is for dummies. What? Dark meat Whoa. is for uncouth losers. Okay, what so says happening? the milk ban. Now, wow, I'm just saying. Okay, it's like wait. So, oh, yeah. so, so oh, I'd love to. I'd love to taste what worms tasted like if they were bigger. I love dark meat. Like Rob ugh. sent me a photo. Rob said we have an eight pound turkey, and I'm thinking that's about as small of a turkey as you can find. Seven. And then he sent me the picture, and I thought, well, it seems weird because that turkey must have had really small legs because I can't see them in the picture. But it wasn't mm -hmm. a turkey. It was a turkey breast. Like that's a full. That's a good sized turkey breast. Yeah, but with no, it wasn't. It wasn't big enough. We finished. We did finish it. There well, almost if it no had leftovers. legs, it would have been big enough. Well, I know, but we're not eating dark meat, Aaron. We're not. We're not idiots. It, it, dark meat is like what zombies eat. It's it's like slime. It's so gross. Ugh. So anyway, 
the rest of my story, thanks for asking, is that I was not feeling well Thanksgiving morning. I was able, now, am I a hero? Was I able to keep up my energy? I did not feel good, and I let my wife know. Was I able to cook the turkey? Yes. Was I able to make the stuffing without any help from my kids because they didn't wake up till 1.30? Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, though, guys, as soon as we ate dinner and it was time to do the dishes, I could not fight anymore. My fighting days were done. I had to lie on the couch. I was too sick to help with the dishes. And for the rest of the weekend, with a number of activities with the kids, I was too sick. I had to lie down. Okay. That was my Thanksgiving break. Am I a hero for being able to power through as much as I did? Kind of. Yeah, I am kind of Superman and Gandhi rolled into one, but the good parts of Gandhi. Aaron, keep going with your rolling going. Jeez, Louis. That's it. That's forever. my whole rolling going. Oh. That's it. That's so a rolling now, going with Russell, right? Now. I'm just going to ask you this. Can I connect? <laughs> how does stop. that hot sauce connect to this story? I still am unclear about this. It was two You're, times that I committed uh, risky food behavior. Aaron, let me ask connect. you this. Bread, moldy. Don't have any more bread in the house. You okay picking off that mold and eating that bread? No. Oh, There's got to be some other starch I can have in the house. I'm going to say yes, okay? Picking off mold and eating that bread, fine, okay? And if the kids don't know that you did it, that's actually fine, okay? They can do, they're fine, all right? Maybe I did it Wednesday and then got very sick on Thursday. Could not but do the dark dishes. turkey meat, we throw that in the garbage oh, while people throughout gross. the world are starving, right? Honestly, honestly, the worst stuff in the world. Russell, so are you, you, what are you so doing good. with the mold on the bread? You picking it off? No, I, I I can't do that. I pitch it. I don't even I don't even eat things to the end of the bottle. Like when Aaron says he's got to make sure he gets the end of the bottle out of like a hot sauce. If it gets close to the end, that shit's got to go. I'm, I'm out. I'm out at the end of the bottle. It's gone. <laughs> I feel that I way about dark meat. Like, oh, there's all this stuff I got to clean out. Like I, this has got to be eaten. But Matt, what about you? Come on, you backing me up? You my bread brother? You taking that bread? No, eating it? No, and mm. I I. I chuck things way before yes. uh, somebody in my house says I should chuck them. But, you know, so I, I no, I, I, do you guys follow uh, expiration dates? Even if like, they're like fake, exp- like waters always has an expiration date on it, right? Like, does water really go bad in a bottle? No. But like, do you follow those for I do everything? Not. Anna does. I don't. I hate my job so much that I'll eat anything at any time. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I got to miss three days of work with mind-bending food poisoning that causes me to have diarrhea 24 hours a day. Guess what? It's better than my job. It's better than going so to you work. Hate, so you hate, how, how do we, how do we speed this, your firing up then? Like, how do we yeah, get like, this podcast get this, into people's don't hands worry, so been, that you can just start your stand-up career? I've been working on it the last couple of weeks, I'll tell you. I've been, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a good rolling, Rob, rolling going? How's it going? How yeah, like, rolling going with Rob? Yeah. What are these questions that you're... <laughs> Listen, when he heard Dua Lipa, he thought it was his Italian long jump coach. Oh, wait, I'm reading the wrong notes. I'm sorry. Hey, Dua Lipa. Uh, all right, listen. Okay. Uh, Jenny and I, we have these friends. I don't know. Do you guys have a set of friends who are just your fun friends? Like they plan fun things. They're good at finding fun things. Do you guys have that? Wow, I am that no, guy. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's Russell. Yeah. yeah. Russell. Matt, you got fun friends? Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean... What what are we, are we going, like, like you, going out you to go cool out, places to eat or like no they've going set up a Aruba. night where you're going to you're going to axe throwing or something or they've set up a night where you're going to top golf or something that's like a little bit change of pace kinda but I also kind of fight against doing that stuff so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like why why do why do we have to uh, resort to you know antics and things like that to have a good time. Why can't we just go have a beer and hang out? But yeah, we've got this, we've got this couple that we go out with 
And uh, these two guys are our fun friends and they will find fun things to do in the city and invite us to go. And it's like every two months, maybe every month and a half we go do this. We went out to mini golf. We did mini golf in New York City. Drink with that. Okay. Now that at that, was there a waiter that walked around the mini golf course and brought you drinks whenever you wanted? There yes. You there you go. Okay. Were there lots of people because it's New York City and it's very busy? Bars all over, TVs, you could keep track of the games. Yes. However, I want to hear what you guys think of this. We get up there, we're a group of four. They give us each a putter. The guy then says, all right, this is how you do it. Your group gets one ball and you play the hole one at a time. No. no. What? No. I mini golf? Exactly. I immediately was like, what the fuck? Who's playing mini golf one at a time? So mini we had golf? to play the same hole. It was. So guys, you watch you watch your wife hit the ball like seven times uh, while you're sitting there having a drink. Oh. And then and then your next friend goes 12 times. Then you go, mm -hmm. you hit it in twice. Oh, oh. oh no. yeah. Oh. Why would they and do, do you know, that? They also said, oh, the max number of times you can hit it is six. I was like, six? That's not even that high. It's It should be eight to 10, right? Yeah, at least like, 12. This, yeah. is the, this is the thing with New York. Everything is five times as expensive, and it sucks my balls five times as more. Like did, playing one ball at a time. Did you ask be, about getting more balls? They just say we, we don't no, allow it or what? No, no, no. This is what the guy at the start said, and it was very clear there is no option like there's just who goes in there has to think that's the stupidest shit ever right it, well, this was a this to me i was just like well this is barely even mini golf like it's, we did it's mini not. golf in the city like three weeks ago and i there was a, a family in front of us for a while a family of five three kids and they were annoying and we oh. eventually had to like we had, we, had to, we had to play through mini golf because they were so slow but at one you point had i heard to them play mom, through we had to play through we had to jump around them because they were so slow did you, did you, now let mom, me ask, did you say something to them? Like, hey, excuse me, can you no, we stop the windmill for a second? We're going to play through here. Or like, we just went around. It, no, I didn't want to talk to him. Oh, but I heard God. the mom say to one of the kids, <laughs> it's not a competition. The, no, like this is literally a competition. Like you can, you can make it as nice as you want. You can yeah. like, you don't have to make it angry, but like, this is a competition. I'm sorry. You're, if you want it to not be a competition, go to the art thing and draw some pictures, which is also great. Uh, so listen, guys, I think we agree. Okay, mini golf with one ball. Hey, I suggest next time you go out to mini golf, try it. Okay, and you can see it's not that great, although I did get super drunk. Uh, rolling going. Russell, how's it going with you? Rolling going. We're into December, so that means it's the holiday season. So I thought I had a couple holiday, holiday things to share with you guys. I told you That's guys a few weeks ago off. that, um, you know, I've got the espresso martini problem. I've still not been able to shake them correctly. I've got new glasses. I've gotten a new Boston shaker, which is like the professional... The professional shaker, which gets what? more air there to get the foam going, but still not working right. But I did also go out. My, you guys know my other problem is record store. I've been going to the record store recently, and I went again. Love this problem. Love it. I oh went my back God. to the, what was it called? What's the one called, Matt? Not electric fetus, but the other one. You hear that? Russell, you go to so many electric uh, record stores and you never know what it's called. You have not once gone no to a record records. store where you know the name of it. Nope. Not no name records. <laughs> this one's by Eat Street, Matt. Eat Street's in Minneapolis. Uh, it's not Electric Fetus. Then I don't know. So this, this is the one no. I told you guys before. Remember how I said they have uh, a part of the record store where it's new releases. It says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you can mm -hmm. see all the new releases that came in the last week. And I was like, you know what? I should just go check the new releases again. And when I was doing it, they had a holiday section. So I picked up four holiday records 
I wanted to see wow. what you guys thought of them. I think three of them might be the three best holiday records in the history mm. of music. Now, wow. I, I will say, if you do want to hear the best holiday records ever, I think we already did that episode once, right? We that did. was our Christmas episode. Yeah, That's did. when we were like, hey, let's do a fun episode to get in. And then we did it. And we're like, we're never doing that again. That takes us one week away from that's going to make our podcast one week longer. Mm-hmm. The first one I got, we've talked about this guy before, how he's done some bad things, but the record is still amazing. It's a Christmas gift for you. We've talked yeah. about this one, that's right? The best one. Wow. That's the, that's he's the done number some one right bad there. things. Yeah, <laughs> some very bad things. bad things. Yes. <laughs> Phil Spector. We've got the Crystals, the Ronettes, Darlene Love, uh, a right? ton of great songs, an all-time record. We've already listened Bells to it probably Merry Christmas three, four times. Yeah. That, honestly, that record should actually be on the list. Like, that should be on the real list. That record. I think it was good. originally, wasn't it? <clears throat> I think it, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember listening to it like in April, and I was like, this is messed up. I was like lifting weights and listening to it. I was like, this is messed up lifting to this. The next one I got on the list, this is um, probably my personal favorite. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas, the Vince Guaraldi trio. Yeah. Wow. Amazing think- record, right? You guys, Are you guys uh, Charlie Brown Peanuts fans? Russell, is that the new reissue or is that was it used? This is new. It's not is it, used. Is it candy cane print? On the record? Yeah. It's green. Ooh, nice. Yeah, those new ones, they made a bunch of fun colors. Russ, Russell, I'm gonna tell you right now, I think peanuts is another example of why old people are so lame. Like they used to watch this stuff and be like, wow, this is really good. It's not. It's not good. The comic. Russell have you just ever said that this is one of his favorites? No, I said the music is the music. Oh, okay. I love the have, music. Have you ever read the comic? It's yeah, one of the most depressing things. Like if you read early Charlie Brown, it literally is a kid being like, "I think I have depression." And then it's yeah, like that's yeah. the end. And it's like, oh no, this is terrible. It's talking about real shit. Merry Christmas, guys. Amazing. So I also got one used. Three of them I got were new. They only had new ones, so I got them. But I'll save the one, the last one for last. The one cheap one I got for $2 was the Tony Bennett Christmas album. I think uh, oh, Lady Gaga made piece. it record this right. oh, right. right, oh. Tony. Wait, no. He's get younger out there. than the Lady Gaga years, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Lady Gaga is coming at me with the cattle prod again. I got to go sing. <laughs> hey, oh, Shannon Baum, our home and grace. Oh, sorry, Lady Gaga. What are you singing? I could not. I started singing Oh, Tannenbaum, and I realized I did not know the melody for it. The final one that I got, and I've got to say, I'm going to say Rob's right on something. We once gave him a hard time because he confused what she was wearing, but I got Mariah Carey, Merry Christmas, which features All I Want for Christmas is You as the second track on side A. And hold up that record. Also got. And Rob, if you, I will hold it up for you. We've had discussion before whether she was wearing a snowmobile suit or some sort of slinky red outfit on the cover. She is wearing a hot red outfit. It is not a snowmobile suit. Oh, look at that hot red outfit. All right. I mean, that is it's real. Guys, it's real, this, Rob. It exists. This this might be the first time I've heard this song all year. What? I think so. I, I guess it is only December 1st. So as part of getting the, the holiday records, you can let this roll for a little bit, Rob, while we continue to talk about my holiday experience. We went and got uh, the first Christmas tree of the new place I'm living in. So it's wow. not my tree anymore. It's our tree, I've been told. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, that's kind of how that works. 
She's like, she's like, why do you have so many ornaments of NBA players? Does she wonder <laughs> that? Like, why? <laughs> that is definitely where part of the conversation went. Yeah. Do we need to have a macho man tree topper where he's like coming with an elbow off the top rope off your tree? Well, well, let's just get right to it then. There was definitely a point where my tree topper was given to me by my nephew a few years ago. It is a disco ball star. So you plug it in and it is putting like disco ball lights all over the the ceiling of the living room, right? Can I I have an Amazon link to that? I I know somebody in my life who would love that. I, I can see how your dad gets down to that. It's pretty cool. Ah, whoa. I saw Santa eating ass under the Christmas tree. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it goes up, and it's up there for about an hour. And and what I've realized is that I have all these Christmas ornaments. I, I got some from my mom a few years ago, and I've got stuff from my nieces and nephews over the years, but I've got stuff from when I was a kid, right? I've got two boxes full of stuff, so it could fill up most of the yep. tree. Not fully, but I've got lights. I've got everything. The new uh, humbug, we might have to call her here. Oh, Ooh. no. Shots fired. <laughs> a humbug. Um, she didn't have anything like that. We have a few ornaments together that we've gotten. Like when we went on the wine train, we got something. But she didn't have any of that stuff. And so the, the tree topper went up, and she looked at it and said, you know what? She clearly was not happy with the disco ball tree topper. And she said, I liked it when it was in your house. I do not like it when it's in our house. Yeah. Whoa. Can I, can I tell you, Russell? Whoa. I had this same exact experience two times. Once when I brought a fake toy moose head that was stuffed, and you put it on the wall like you had shot it. Yes. And my wife did not want that in our apartment, and it, I was totally befuddled. I was like, "Why would you not want this? It's brilliant." And then the other time when I, without asking the family, bought a Darth Vader tree topper, and the family decided that was not good. They were like, I we don't not like Christmas being associated with Darth Vader. And I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. So then so the, there was definitely a comment. And I, I the, the, the humbug in the house may be out and ordering their own our tree topper because my tree topper is not cutting the cheese or cutting the mustard here. Wow. What are you, what are you going, angel or star? I, for all I care, the damn disco ball star is staying up there. That thing is awesome. There's no yeah. getting around that being awesome. Sounds great. Have you, have, you, have you put the side, hey, if you want it, you take it down if you want to take it down. No. Go ahead, you know, but I'm not taking it down. <laughs> that is, just let her, let her. Matt, kind of, if I said that, it will be gone in under in eight seconds. I'll tell you that. Okay. There's We have a stool in our house. It'll be gone. Gotcha. Huh. Do you think a tree topper would be the worst Christmas present to give somebody? My nephew got me one. I was amazing. I, well, if it's a disco ball one, that's yeah. awesome. But you right. get it. And then, like, immediately you got to take it down. You know what I mean? Like, it's a present that you can't use post-present. Like, it would be great next year, but I don't the, know. The other, the other comment, Matt, is there are definitely a couple. I've got a Ric Flair ornament, a John Cena ornament. My nieces and nephews, they get me Uncle Russ ornaments. And if my nieces and yeah. nephews give me stuff, that shit is going up on the tree without question. Right. There's no question. Yep. Good man. And we'll just say the humbug made a comment this last week. The comment was... Just because your nephew got you something doesn't mean you need to put it up. Oh, and that's it struck a chord with true. me. What would you guys have thought if if the if the the, the significant other made mm. that comment to you? Well, this is one of those ones where you say, "Look, there's hills to die on, and yep. there's not hills to die on." Making fun of my nieces and nephews—that's a hill I'm going to die on, dear. <laughs> yeah. And just yeah. you know, leave it at that. And let's see, <laughs> let's see how let's see how the tone I, goes from there. So. I wonder what if some of her nieces got her a bunch of Christmas ornaments this year, <laughs> <laughs> special messages on it. 
And then she did. And then, full. How about my this? Next year, she'll hang that up, Russell, and she'll say, "Oh, these are my special ornaments from my nieces." And they say, "You know, I love you." You know. And then you say, "Get that shit off the tree." <laughs> hey, Russell, it's a long con, but I think it's so good. If you want to see how that goes, go to episode two. 22 that's next year's oh. christmas okay 222 see how russell's scheme to get back at his bah humbug went <laughs> so that's that, that's my holiday update so we've we're going through not my tree anymore it's our tree yeah, wow that makes sense but yeah you gotta yeah. stick up for your your family man it's not my vetus he's not your vetus he's our vetus welcome to uh, being a relationship russell Okay. Sometimes they're making you throw away stuff you love, and sometimes they're bringing you uh, Girl Scout cookies. You never know what's going to happen. Hey, Rob. And sometimes they're locking themselves out of the house, and you've got to come home early oh. from work. Oh. <laughs> Let's Russell. just move it on. It's, this is a music podcast. You locked yourself out of the house again? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it was me. I locked myself out, Rob. Uh, so, listen, we've podcast? got Simon. We've got Garfunkel. Okay. Yeah. This Simon is their. Simon Ampersand Garfunkel. What? Go ahead. Are you making a Gorp joke? Because I'm down. You know I'm down. I want to hop into this. <laughs> uh, listen, the guests got done. Simon and Garfunkel, I said this is their fifth and final album. They had just gotten done doing the Graduate soundtrack, which was a ginormous hit for them. Debuted at number one. Huge. And so basically, Simon would always come in and, and work on songs, and then they'd take a break. And he'd write songs, and they'd come in and record, and then Simon would write songs and take a break. So our Garfunkel said, hey, this time when you're taking a break, I am going to go pursue my dreams, and I'm going to be in a movie called Catch-22. All right? And Simon, Paul Simon was like, yeah, fine, whatever, just get out of here. Well, it turns out recording this movie took way longer than they thought, and Art couldn't leave. And it, so it totally screwed up recording this album, and it caused a ton of friction between these two who already pretty much could not stand each other. So the whole theme of this album is basically they know this is the end. They are this, their relationship is the troubled water. The last song in this album is literally a song of like, this is my song to you. Goodbye. Um, and so they take forever to record this thing. In fact, it takes so long. They have to turn down going to a little uh, festival upstate New York called Woodstock. Ever heard of it? Okay. Speaking of Charlie Brown. Oh, uh, and so they're recording this album and we start to see them getting away from folk. They're getting into more into um, experimental music. And we're going to hear some tinges of world music, even that we see Paul Simon uh, pursuing later. This album comes out juggernaut. There's just no other way to put it. It won six Grammys. It debuts at number one. It's album of the year. And at the time it comes out, this is the best selling album of all time. And what year okay. did you say the year? What year was it released? This was released in 1970. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this and listen to Bridge Over Troubled Water. When you're weary. So he wanted this. Simon wrote this song. And this is one of the big things that Simon has cited all the time is, I, I can't tell, but I think... Paul Simon might be a dickhead just from the stories about him. <laughs> and one of the things is that he wrote this song. He begged Garfunkel to sing the solo. He said, I need your voice. I want this to sound like gospel. I need this falsetto. And then he said, every time he sang it, 
And the guy was playing piano and Paul Simon's off to the side and the crowd's going crazy. Paul Simon would go, fuck you, that's my song. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what? Wait a minute. He said one of his biggest regrets is having Art Garfunkel sing the song and get all the attention. Garfunkel's a good singer. This is, this is he's a good singer, right? But other yeah. recordings of this are better, right? Like Willie Nelson's is better, Aretha's yeah. is better. Great song, though. It's a brilliant song. I think yeah. Art Garfunkel maybe is not the strongest singer of all time, although I do love how his voice meshes with Paul Simon's. But this song was number... Go ahead, Aaron. I mean, he's really, like, he's out there really naked. Like, he's, like, his... This is very vulnerable, the way it's recorded, so I respect that. Well, speaking of naked bridge over troubled water, I did that once when I was a junior in college. That's you and your okay. dad. With the, with the yeah, it was <laughs> the double yeah, high it was, fives. It, yeah, it was, it was double high fives. <laughs> high tens. Um, this song was number one for six weeks when it came out. Just a huge, huge, huge. Next up, El Condor Pasa. Now, did they get sued by somebody from South America right for copying the song? Yep. Damn right they did. You know I love talking about that stuff. I love copyright infringement sometimes. What's crazy is then, yeah, he didn't learn from it, right? He did this in 1970 and then did it again, what, 15 years later? <laughs> so yeah. Like I can just keep stealing from indigenous peoples. I mean, but I will say... Go ahead, Rob. Well, I was just saying, you. this is kind of where you start to see his love of world music. Well, here's the thing about that song, Rob is that he's not the only person who loved world music and specifically oh. wind instruments. Oh. It turns out a lot of rappers love wind instruments too. Nice. Rappers wow. love the flute. He's not the only one. So I thought, I thought with a little help from a friend of mine who happens to also be in this podcast, I thought I would make a list. It's my, yep. my night for a list of it's, flute it's, rap songs. We, 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 we talked to flute on rap before. You guys yeah. remember to the Dr. Dre, it was the kid who made out with Samantha from Who's the Boss that played the jazz flute on The Chronic. Yep, yep. Wow. So we're going to do a little more and flute And I was going to say, so. I am the best friend who helped him with this list. I was a little sick, though, so I couldn't help out with some of it, but I Aaron, did was kinda... this, did, did Rob come up with the list and then tell you to do it like it happened to me a week ago or not? <laughs> no, no, I had, I, had a collaborate, I had a different collaborator who had some great, great ideas on this list. So the first song mm. on the list, though, is one of Could my personal anybody. favorites. This is Who You Think I Am by MF Doom off of the album Operation Doomsday. You can hear the flute loop in there. Aaron, where's MF Doom out of? MF Doom is out of anywhere. I mean, he's East Coast. He's definitely New York City. And he's okay. uh, one of the all-time great underground rappers. He just died maybe two years ago. Um, definitely a, a New York rapper. And influenced a lot of people. And his yeah. legacy lives on for a long time. Does MF Doom have a lot of, like, interesting instruments in his songs? We heard, we, didn't he have the accordion on one of his songs once that we listened to, too? Yeah, the Meat Grinder song off Mad Villainy. Yeah, he, he was great with finding samples because he did a lot of his own beats as well as, as well as rhyming. So he, had, he was always digging in the crates, finding cool stuff. That sounds like me at Costco. Great at finding samples. I mean, I'm great at finding Hey! Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dua Lipa, it's me, Italian guy. I had not to get the pizza yet. Give me a slice of pizza, too. If you were a rapper, Rob, would you be called Rob Wharf Doom? Oh, <laughs> Russell, I can't believe you did say that till the end. That was so good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> here's me, here's me at Costco. Name. It's me coming by and I have a Mario hat on the second time. 
And I'm like, oh, do a lipa. Give me a pizza, please. And then the next time I come by, I'm wearing a Luigi hat. I'm like, oh, it's a me. I'm a different guy. Give me a pizza. Next rapper is a guy we've not heard from yet and might never hear from again. A great freestylist, the rapper. Russ! Did you guys know there's a rapper named Russ? I've never heard of this guy. I had no idea. This is Russ, Russ doing the Russ. flute song. Imagine. Imagine. I love this. This is great. Russ does whatever he wants, whatever he wants. Anytime you can get like a combination of a Monty Python scene with some rap music, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) I got to give Matt the credit. Matt found this one, but I do know the rapper Russ a little bit from watching his LA Leakers freestyles, but I did not know he had done the flute song. So check it out, Russ doing the flute song. Next rap song. I think it's sick, but the fact that that guy's name was Russ, I'm insanely jealous right now. <laughs> I'm like, right, so I am we so know, jealous we that find, Russ got this slight modicum of attention. <laughs> find any Rob on here. Uh, here's a classic. I think most people know this one. Future with Mask Off. Great flute on this one. By most people, would you say more than one person on the podcast or not? Yeah, oh, this more than is one like, person on the podcast yeah. knows this one. You, Russell, you should know this song just... In case somebody asks you, what's a what's a recent rap song that's good? Like, you know how much I, little I know about current music. I don't know. Right. We can talk Spotify rap maybe next week or something like that. I don't know if you guys got your Spotify rap, but I saw that Minnesota had they had the list of like the top five most played songs over the last year. I had literally heard of none of them, and then I went and listened to them, and I've literally heard none of them. I was the exact same thing. I think I, there's isn't there one Taylor Swift song? Otherwise, the other four there's, yeah. there's some guy I took a screenshot of it I had no idea hold on let me see if I find the guy's name quick uh, Morgan Wallen never never heard He's of Morgan Wallen big star Wallen. isn't he a yeah. country guy I, th- I think yeah. so I- I'll tell you what Amazon Music has fucked up again they do no sort of rap they do nothing I would pay money to see what songs I've listened to the most over Amazon Music they won't do it they're a useless service Oh, Sarah got it. I mean, we got that, but yeah. You know, no rap though. I wanted it so bad. Nineteen ninety three. Doggy style. Actually, we're talking about uh in utero, I think, next week, right? And I was yeah. looking in utero, we'll we'll get to it, but it was made it to number one that year. And you look at some of the artists that were number one in 93, Matt, I think you, Matt said 93 or 94. One of those 94, is like... 94. But 93 has got amazing, amazing oh, number so one good. albums. It's got it. There's a Garth Brooks. We've got The Bodyguard. There's Meatloaf. It's just endless, amazing albums. And one of them, Snoop Dogg, was on the top, made it to number one in the, uh, the album of the year, the hot album of the year, whatever, for like three, four weeks. Amazing. Can I can I just I want I want to stop down here for just a second and tell everybody in case you were listening a couple episodes ago and we were confounded by Snoop saying he's not doing any smoke and we were so sure that Snoop was doing like edibles or something like that I my mind was blown when these guys texted me and told me that Snoop was endorsing solo fire pits I could not believe that he was in I I was just like how can you be endorsing a fire pit and still I think you're cool? Like he is so cool. He's like stratospherically cool. Anybody else endorsing a fire pit as a celebrity, 
I would roast him. I can't do it with Snoop. He's too cool. Oh, geez. Jeez. Oh, hear it. Oh, oh. gosh. <laughs> I think... First aired, first aired uses the term pleasure yourself earlier in the podcast, and now this. Aaron's, Aaron's man, he didn't use a different word for this, too. One word he likes to use quite oh, a bit. No. <laughs> now, I will say this, guys. My wife and I were taking a nap the other day. I put on this album... And she was like, this album, this is great. We like had a nap together to this music. And then all of a sudden, the last track on this album, he is going like, plonk, 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 plonk. It's, it's so, and I was like, are you serious? I cannot nap after this. So I had to tell Alexa to turn off. And then Jenny woke up and then that was a whole waking up the mummy. It was very bad. <laughs> but that's it. That's the list. The list of flute rap songs. Shout out to my my inspiration on this list. Shout out to rappers who put flute in their music or you might even play it themselves. Just like Paul Simon hired some. It, to, you know, to me, it's just, it's such a weird instrument to put in any sort of like modern music. The flute. True. And it's mm-hmm. all over. And you just yeah. see it all over. It's like one of those things. So I don't know. I love it. I, I love the jazz flute. Herbie Mann, Lloyd McNeil. I'm all about it. Bobby Humphrey. So are we just, do you think we're just fucked on this podcast? Like we're doing <laughs> rap songs that have flutes in it. We're just, we're in trouble, aren't we? Like we're starting to have to like do weird combinations. We only got 300 something episodes left, right? <sighs> Good. You know what? Actually, I'm kind of thrilled. That kind of makes me happy. You guys have to talk to Somebody has to talk to me. Uh, next up. The song that St. Olaf Alumni Magazine said is the number one song that people got manually brought to orgasm by in 2000. What? what? Okay. There is no way that you did not either come what? or know somebody who came to this song Winning. in college. What are you talking about? Ass. This song was on every dorm room. Like, if you went to a woman's floor in St. Olaf in 2000, this song was playing out of at least three rooms. Always. The only other song that played more out of those rooms, Rob, was Sublime, Caress Me Down. Oh. Mm. Wow. Didn't know she had that G.I. Juggle Kung Fu grip. <laughs> Guys, is there one episode where we're not talking about Sublime's Caress Me Down? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Pulled on my mushroom tip. Oh, that got all the way down. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. <laughs> Aaron, we are running so long, I have to not. I have to ignore that you said that. Uh, listen, that was that got all the way up to number four in the charts. This song, now, I got to say, guys, when I when I put on this album, I was disappointed because I'm so used to their Greatest Hits album. And I was like, there's songs on here. I want to hear America. I want to hear some songs. And then I heard this song, which I had never heard before, and I thought it was great. One of my favorite songs on the album. It's like Rockabilly. Home is where I want to be. And they're talking about their exhaustion. Kind of like Dylan, right? It feels like Highway 61 inspired to me. Oh. But with harmonies. I mean, the hook on this song, I was singing this slander libel. Words I never heard in the Bible. Right. It's so this, good. This is crazy. Yeah, this is a good song. There's horns like on this, Cecilia I think. Cecilia plus this one. Yeah, it's nice. There's an organ. There's a lot of music going on on this album. This song, the bells. Oh. This, this, is a, this whips. It whips. So, so long, Frank Lloyd Wright. Is is this the only song ever about an architect? I can't 
Well, you guys haven't heard this I Am Pay uh, freestyle that I'm coming out with pretty soon. <laughs> Over oh, a loop. what a pull. What a pull. There's some uh, congas on this. Uh, I was reading the drummer on this album was a session musician named Hal Blaine. This guy was a legend. I just had to share some of this stuff with you. He played on six consecutive Grammy Award Record of the Year winners, six in a row where he was playing wow. the drums on it. He had Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass for a taste of honey, Aaron. Oh, a little taste. Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Night, 1967. The Fifth Dimension, Up, Up, and Away in 68. Yeah. And then Simon and Garfunkel's Mrs. Robinson in 69. And then The Fifth Dimension again, Aquarius, Let the Sunshine In. Six straight where he played on like the number one album of the year. And then he's also played on 39 songs that made it to 39. number one. 39. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Help me Rhonda by the Beach Boys. I got you, babe, Sonny and Cher. Good vibrations, <laughs> Beach Boys. One of my favorites, uh, Windy by the Association. Oh, good song. Aaron, maybe oh, one of good. your favorites. Thank God I'm a country boy. John Denver. It's this guy on the drums. They've got some one. musicians on this that, that really whip is the way you said it, Rob. Yes. <laughs> this Hal Blaine, man, you start reading about his his That's quite a discography. Rolodex yeah. of songs, he whips. You can you can hear the good vibrations, right? When it pauses and it goes boom. Yes. He's, I mean, you that's know, like, him? you just that, that's oh, pretty right. iconic. Yes, he is in the wrecking crew. If you want to see interviews with him, that wrecking crew documentary is an all timer. It's a must. If you like this podcast, it's a must watch. Uh I was disappointed because I thought so long Frank Lloyd Wright was about uh Frank Lord writes, I am Pepe. You know what I mean? In his pants. So long. Anyway, the boxer. <laughs> the boxer. I am Pepe. Was that a good joke? This, I, Aaron said he had the, the, the list this week, and I thought for sure he was going to go best songs ever on SNL. Paul Simon did this on SNL after 9-11. Have you guys watched this? Or have you ever watched this no. back? No. I, it's a must watch. Um, I think it's on like NBC.com. You can't get it on YouTube or whatever. But right after, this is when like before Rudy Giuliani like completely went off the deep end, right? And like I think no. people, some people liked him. I don't know if ever anyone did, but some people did. It seemed like he met the moment at the time, but it turns out. Mm, but it's after, yeah. and right after 9-11 and Giuliani comes out with the policemen and the firefighters. And then they pan over to Paul Simon and he plays the boxer. It is so good. Fantastic song. I love it. This is the opener to side two of the album. The session to make this was 100 hours. They used, they were the first people ever to use 16 tracks. They had two eight-track recorders and had to synchronize them to get all the different sounds that are on there. Oh, can one more, one other thing on that, Rob? Can you go to the end on that last one on the boxer? Is it like a ship horn or what's going on at the end of this song? You're talking about like this right there, right? Yeah, what is that? I'm almost positive what? that's a contrabass. Because I saw that there okay. was a contrabass in the song. It was like Aaron, a ship horn. Explain to these dum dums what a contrabass is. I don't. I'm not sure. It's like a bass clarinet, right? Is it a, a wind instrument or not? No, I think it's a double reed, though. Okay. Well, a, a clarinet's a double reed. Uh oh. You think a clarinet's a double reed, like an oboe? Oh, it's, no, not. Right. it's a single oh, reed. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, no, who's the music right. expert on the show? You are correct. Me, baby. I think we've talked about this once before. I bought this record a, a few weeks ago, and I've listened to it a bunch of times, but this has to be the most insulting record cover in the history of <laughs> records. It is literally just Paul Simon standing right in front of Garfunkel's face. You can see him from the nose up. Why would they do that? 
why would they put Paul Simon's face on the front of a record either? Like what? I mean, there's no album art. Like who's thinking about? There's only <laughs> one reason. There's only one reason that Paul Simon's in front of our Garfunkel. And that's because if you made it the opposite, you would see 0% of Paul Simon. He is approximately <laughs> four foot three. I guess so. Right? He's tiny. Anytime you see him in concert, it's shocking how tiny he is. Baby Driver, this song is very, very Jim Croce to me. One of my favorites. I love Jim Croce. It's very Beach Boys. It's about a rich kid who wants to go get laid. Finally, a song we can all relate to. Oh, God, that sounds good. Guys, this album is getting jobbed at one third at one seventy two. There's bangers on this, including this one of my my favorite song on the album, "Only Living Boy in New York." I love this. Now, listen. At the, if there's a part here where you hear him say "Ah," Art Garfunkel said they're in the studio screaming as loud as they can, and they mix it down so it sounds like they're just going "Ah." Listen to this. Right there. Oh, there. They were screaming their brains out to get to that Sounds part of like the, the Beatles. And they right, mix it yeah, down. Studio they tricks. Come, they come out of the studio after, and who's standing there? It's Bob Dylan, who's come to see him that day. And all he saw was them in the studio going, ah! I mean, Dylan kind of, yeah, Dylan definitely kind of hangs over this record as a specter to me. Like, it feels like they're, they're singing songs for Dylan in some ways. Yeah, and he's got a gun like the other specter we talked about today, Phil. Yeah, uh, the other I, person they were singing this these songs for was Beck. You guys know oh. Beck, huge Simon and Garfunkel fan, huge fan, Matt. Hello, hello, hey, <laughs> hey, huge. I'm huge Garfunkel. Who are you? So Matt. a lot of people, a lot of people. If I'm have huge said, Garfunkel, Matt, who are you? Huge Beck. I don't know. No, you're huge Simon, <laughs> oh. and we're huge Simon and Garfunkel. Man, man, those improv lessons I got you. Did you even go? I bought you a gift certificate. I was there for like five minutes. Oh, yes, and I'm going to leave. So a uh, lot of people, a lot of people consider "Morning Phase" by Beck to really be a, a tribute album to Simon and Garfunkel. Actually, check out the song. This is "Turn Away" from "Morning Phase." Check this out. See if you hear the similarities. Turn away. Wow. I mean, you can just hear, you hear it. it right there. You can hear it like yeah, crazy. It's very Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, but he's doing it with himself, right? It's just it's all. You're right, all Aaron. You're absolutely right. He said in an interview with NPR in 2014, he was talking about the harmonies of this song, and they mentioned them. And he said that Garfunkel's voice always did it for him. That kind of singing a very soft, unforced, high register. He said it's very difficult to do. And he liked it so much that he just did the harmonies by himself. He played, did both parts. But so when it comes Respect. to being influenced by Simon and Garfunkel on an album of the year, who did it better? Beck did it better. Let me ask you this. Beck can sing Simon and Garfunkel. But could Art Garfunkel sing Loser? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Something to think about. Uh, next up. Did Garfunkel ever do anything else? Is he like a loser outside of Simon and Garfunkel or he, not? They both, they had singles and his didn't do as well, but he really wanted to do acting. That was like his big bug that he had. Uh, why don't you write me? This is kind of a reggae. Not going to lie, end of this album, snooze fest, I think. Bye Bye Love. Aaron, where did they record this? In Ames, Iowa. 
And there's some question about whether or not the liner notes are correct, or is it just, yeah. What, yeah, no one's exactly sure what this concert was, but it seems like it must have been related to Visha, which is the spring uh, festival in Ames. But um, no one's entirely sure how they ended up there or why this ended up on the album, right? I I don't know why it's on the album, and I also don't know if you're in a crowd and a band starts playing "Bye Bye Love." You stand up and go crazy. Like I think mean, you stand up and you start <laughs> clapping. It's a fun yeah. song. Who's the, uh, no. who's the original singer of that? Thing? Everly Brothers, Everly, right? Everly Everly Brothers. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a. Iowa. It'd be like if uh, oh. you know, some song from twenty years ago came on. I mean, I, be I like think if Whitney Houston I, I stole the Bodyguard, right? Yeah, or well, she didn't steal. It would be it. just like Doggy Style, right? If Doggy Style, if somebody came out and said Doggy Style, we're like, yeah, this is great. But I didn't know they were from Iowa too, Aaron. That makes sense. If Fish came on and started singing so much drama in the LBC, (laughs) it's kind of... Straight off the wind. I love that Fish song. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Song for the asking. Now, I got to say, this is basically a song where they recorded saying, we know we're going to break up. Okay? So let me tell you, they did break up the year after this album. And then they put out singles. It didn't go so well. They tried, they would get back together for like little concerts here and there, little fundraisers. And pretty soon, so beautiful, they started to say, hey, I think this is actually working out between us. Let's do a world tour, like in the 80s. Within three weeks of being on tour together, they stopped speaking for the rest of the tour. Never to really, they just figured like, we cannot work together. We are not good together. This is literally the case of two people that you'll never see them produce this kind of art again. They just, they're they're gasoline and fire. They're too combustible together. We should tell uh, Magic Mike 69 that we know that uh, Fish did not cover that song. Right, we'll get a call. It was on, we don't need him calling in again. It was what? on every, like, Kazaa and LimeWire was Fish. Gin and juice, and that's what everybody believed. And meanwhile, the gourds were like, what the fuck? One duo that also covered this song were the brother and sister that wrote Booze and Vinyl. They oh, covered wow. Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, my God. They got, a, they got a drink for side B, but before we get to it, I had to share this. When do you guys think is the right time to spin this record? When you're in a depressive state and mm-hmm. no hope and the world is looking bleak. Yeah, maybe winter right at sundown. I would say probably a kid's birthday party. <laughs> These guys, you're all up, up, you're close to right. It's drinks with old friends is what they're saying. Drinks wow, with old okay. friends. All right. Oh. Hmm. I'll so have to call up all on, my old friends. On side B, they're recommending an airmail. Have you ever had an airmail? No, I've had an airbud. But, you know, and even <laughs> what the thing was, now here's the thing about airbud, Russell. I looked and I looked through the rule book. And you want to guess what wasn't in the rule book? There's no Whether rule saying that dog, dog could play basketball. There's nothing about dogs play basketball. Turn out. Can you imagine you go to watch a game, you get off work early, you leave, somebody has to do some work for you, you go there and you watch your kid just get fucking dominated by a dog <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> You'd have to pull him off the team. I would I would be mad at the kid. I would be mad at the coach. All dogs. Just be mad at every dog you've ever. I'd be like, met. how did you guys get beat by a dog? You are humans. Look at the size of your brain. That dog, I just saw it outside eating somebody else's shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you saw Michael Jordan P 
peeing outside and then sniffing where somebody else peed. Like he's in the trough at the Metrodome sniffing. He's not going to come and put 60 on you. He's not going to yam it in your face, okay? That's what Air Bud did, all right? He ate grass so he could not be constipated and then won a basketball game. It's my dream come true. Okay, Russell, go ahead. Who won this podcast to see Air Bud? Matt? Nope. Aaron? No. Nope. That's, I got to admit, I've never seen Air Bud either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what they, they're recommending this Air Mill drink, they said it tastes a lot like a French 75 but it's perfect for listening to the soft contours of listening to Art and Paul's dulcet tones. Wow. Dulcet tones. We have one and a half ounces of gold rum. Three quarters ounce fresh lime juice. Three quarters ounce honey syrup. No way. And then topping it off with champagne or sparkling wine with a lime peel. And if you guys notice, I'm drinking it. In my new espresso oh. martini-shaped glass, oh. I'm drinking the airmail tonight. Wow. Nice. And did you have all of these ingredients? Well, Aaron, I don't have honey syrup, so I just put honey in there. There you go. And let it rip. It's pretty go. good. I recommend an airmail. Sounds all right. What's gold rum? You guys were talking basketball quick. I have to mention, my brother called me today. His son's playing basketball for the first time this year. So it's like not like a traveling team. It's more like, hey, learning the game, having hey, fun. Listen, Russell, can I just say, if he's playing no. basketball, I hope it's not a traveling team. That's a violation. Huh. I think he's Travel. playing on a three-second team. Oh, don't say that. You know I'm sensitive <laughs> about that. So he was telling me they have their, their last game of the season tomorrow is a tournament. They could, he said they could play anywhere from three to six games, and he's required to be there for eight hours. Oh. Is that insane or what? That is not, yeah. no? not going to encourage the kids about, to come back to basketball. All right, for an end of season ending tournament, one day out of 365 playing basketball. Oh. Eight hours, man? Do you do that with your kids? Yeah. Eight hours at the gym? No, but if you're in a tournament, you know, you have to, I mean, your brother lives out, you know, he doesn't live like in the city. So, I mean, I'm guessing he's got to travel a little bit. No, this is a local tournament up in Bemidji. Okay. Wow. Eight, Eight hours, hours seems like a bit rough. I'd lose so much money. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd be down $2,000 by the end of that. Oh, my God. Listen. Betting on the games? The other team had a dog. I thought it was a fucking lock. <laughs> Buddy, I bet $5,000, but the team had a goddamn dog. You've got to bet it if they run it out there. Like, they're not going to run out a dog that doesn't know how to play, right? Yeah. Well, you would think that if you looked in the rule book... There would be something about how dogs can't play basketball or avoid the bets. Okay, but I guess what I looked. I looked, Aaron, and you know what the rule book said? Nothing about a dog playing basketball. Okay? Not a thing. It's crazy. If you had, if you were gonna, if you were gonna have a, a basketball team full of kids from Wyoming, but they got the Teen Wolf on their team versus a basketball team from New York, and they got Air Bud, who wins? The team led by Air Bud or the the Teen Wolf? Oh, uh, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is Teen Wolf would destroy Air Bud. You think okay? so? Yeah, Teen, Teen Wolf, Wolf steals played the high ball. school basketball. Air Bud played for the Knicks. <laughs> Wait, that's a great point. But Teen <laughs> Boy, now you've got me thinking. I got to watch Air Bud and Wait, Teen so Wolf now back Russell to back. Has seen Air Bud as well? well? I'm assuming. I think Air Bud's got to be a pro player. He didn't play like a middle school basketball, right? <laughs> no, he didn't. Air Bud. <laughs> okay. You think Air Bud is playing like against Dikembe Mutombo? He's got to be the no. of the movie. Who who wanted to fuck Airbud? <laughs> what team did Airbud play? 
Air Bud in the club saying, who want to fuck Air Bud? <laughs> oh, no, I almost passed out. <laughs> oh, okay. Air Bud is in Vegas with Carmen Electra. Can't get back to the team. All right, listen. Okay, oh, let's get into the ratings. Did join the school basketball team. I don't think they yeah. got No. I don't think they got an NBA Airbud, license to. Listen, Airbud maybe Division Three. You know who he could go play for? Okay. He could maybe go play for St. Olaf. Coach Kaz? Yeah, I think Coach Kaz <laughs> would get Airbud and do okay. All right. <laughs> Couldn't do much worse. All right. Listen, dude, this the, album. The, 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 the cover of the movie shows Air Bud dunking. He's not just bumping it up from his nose like he's a, like he's a dolphin right. at SeaWorld. No. He's dunking the ball with his front paws. <sighs> it's pretty advanced. That's it's, it's it pretty crazy. advanced, Darren. Now, I was going to do this afterwards, <laughs> but I just want to say there's also an Air Bud movie where he plays baseball. And I feel like that would be one of the least effective things that a dog could do is baseball, right? <laughs> Like, the, you, I could see a dog playing soccer. Great. A dog playing water polo. Actually, probably better. Like, it makes sense to me. A dog <laughs> doing baseball. I mean, a, just, I'm just going to say one word, and I want you to think about this. A glove. Where's it going? Where's it? Is it going on his nose? It makes no sense. I got to see what Air Bud, unless he was a manager. I mean, you're not re, you're not required to wear a glove in baseball, so he could just catch wow. it with his mouth. Wow. You know. that's, oh, my God. That's, that's oh, my God, man. A dog would be one of the best outfielders of all time if it could catch the ball in its mouth. How would he get it in back into the infield? Run it in fast. Yeah. Guys, I didn't want to tell you this, but the other day <laughs> I saw the commissioner of baseball speaking and I saw a little tail coming out of his and I realized this was an Air Bud Selig situation. Oh. Oh. What? Hey, there's nothing in the rule book saying the commissioner can't be a dog. That's true. <laughs> I was wondering why he said that the contract negotiation with the players union would be rough. You know, I, I do have my uh, basketball rules book as put out by the NFHS. Yes. And it says here, rule three, section one, each team consists of five players. One of whom is the captain does not say no rule. The dogs are not allowed to play. Okay. There's five There's literally. This says five the players. There is literally There's nothing. No in the definition rule book. of player in this book either. So it does not say that. You know what? What the definition of player is? So it's not just because you crush a lot. Does that cover middle school basketball? Because my eighth grade told, coach told me it was in the rule book. I was too fat to play. <laughs> Technically, eighth grade is covered by the NFHS. All so, right. So, yeah. Matt, do you also have the rule book? And does it say anything about mini golf and whether dogs are allowed to play oh. more than one ball at a time? Do not have that rule book. Oh. <laughs> now, one seventy-two. Bridge over troubled water. Okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's Simon Garfunkel. When I told people I was doing this album, they're like, wow. Okay. But have you covered Sonic Youth? No, nobody said that. Now, here's the thing Do we think this album belongs at 172 or should this be higher? This is one of the best selling albums of all time. Everybody knows this. People could, everybody could name three or four songs on this album. Okay. If it should be higher, that would be rolling boned. It should have been higher up. Should it be lower on the list? It's a rolling groan. Uh, okay or and that wasn't quite loud enough let's get another uh, that was way too loud don't loud like that around. in my ears and i don't like the way it makes me feel okay it makes me feel complicated that would be a rolling groan if it should be higher on the list which of course is a higher number or is this perfect at 172 okay is this the perfect that would be rolling well toned 
Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown? Bridge Over Trouble Water, an album I know you own on vinyl. I love the boxer. I love Celia. That's got to be on everyone's win amp. There, to me, there's hits on this song or album. There's super catchy songs all over it. I know that Bridge Over Troubled Water is a little more delicate than some other versions we've heard. I like other versions. I think Aaron said that too. So I'm on board with that. But to me, this is super catchy. This is fun. When I got done with it, I turned it and I ran it back again. And I also say, Rob, you brought up all those accolades at the beginning. It was the best-selling at the time, it won album of the year. It won all those things. Like if you're winning all the accolades and I think you've got super catchy, fun songs. I know, I don't know if Paul Simon's considered kind of a, if people don't like him or what, but I like the album. I'm going to say it's rolling boned. I think it should be higher on the list. I'll listen to this again. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone or rolling grown? Ugh. Now that was just the right, that was ASMR to me. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? Paul Simon. Art I can't Carver. disagree with anything Russell said, but something about, I don't know, uh, something about the week I had, where I was at this week, this was not what I wanted to listen to. So I don't know. This one some had some great songs on it. I can't argue with the musicianship, um, but I, I didn't run it back once I got through it. I don't know why. It's just where I was at this week. So I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. All right, Matt. Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I'm going to say about the exact same thing that Aaron said. You know, I can't disagree with anything Russell said, but I think my new uh, maybe benchmark for these albums is if they have more than two songs that are good, you know, like, because we're getting into the part of the list where I think you've got one or two great songs and then an, an album that kind of fills in the rest of it. I think this has got three, The Boxer, Cecilia, and Bridge Over Troubled Water. Um, after that, I mean, I could, I could take or leave the rest of it and just not listen to it ever again. So I'm going to go with Rosie and say it's rolling well-toned. Uh, listen, unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. Shit. Okay. This was unrolling end of relation ship. Okay. End this of relation? Like, yeah, this is two guys who just know that this They're isn't going to work out. Relation. They know that all the work they've done on the all other albums have been leading up to this. They know this is going to be their last stand. This is their Alamo, okay? This is them. This is everything. And you can hear these guys really pour their heart out. And I'll tell you what, I mean, with this title of the song, okay? I mean, Bridge Over Troubled Water, you just realize what they're going for. Uh, and that reminds me, we're actually changing the name of this podcast uh, to... Oh, uh, uh, our podcast is now called Beck Did It Better, and one of you guys keeps sending my wife dick pics, and it's a big one. When you want to hear about... So no offense, but I think it's Aaron. <laughs> well, I just think a name should be... Listen, I'm not going to lie. That was supposed to be my opening joke. And my closing joke was their best work about to split up. So I think we'll be together for a while. And somehow I got it mixed up. I don't know. <laughs> Rob, earlier I was talking about that guy, Hal Blaine, the drummer who had all the hits. One of the hits that we didn't get a chance to mention was actually Richard Gere's favorite song by Captain and Tennille. It's muskrat love. <laughs> it wasn't a muskrat. It's that would be time. huge. Muskrat is giant, Russell. That would be like that'd be like a scene from Alien. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe maybe something was sucking and blowing one way from the other, right? <laughs> oh, team, God. team, bring it in, bring it in. Listen, Dorf, <laughs> Wharf. Hey, give me that gorp. I am pay. Now listen. <laughs> We're down to 10 points in the fourth quarter. Okay. Who are we going to we only have four players. Okay. Who are we on? But I just had the craziest idea. 